Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You hear the music. Hello, everybody. I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to another exciting edition of the League Wraparound. This is the program that gets you caught up on anything and everything happening around the National Football League. Coming up on this edition of the program, we have an interview with Sonia Greenfield and also Bo Bragg. Sonia is the Director of Writer Management and Editor covering the NFC North and NFC East for Our Turf Football. Our Turf Football is a website dedicated to covering the NFL from a woman's perspective. We discussed the Lions game against the Green Bay Packers. Also, we talked Lions offense and defense. We discussed the 2023 outlook for the Detroit Lions. We discussed Aaron Rodgers and so much more. And as for Bo Brack, he is the host of the Phoenix Cardinals podcast for the Phoenix Sports Network. The podcast is dedicated to covering Arizona Cardinals content. We discussed the Cardinals game against the 49ers. Also, Cardinals offense and defense. We discussed Kyler Murray, J.J. Watt, Cliff Kingsbury, and much more. Sonia and Bo are coming up on the program. Plus, we have a preview of Super Wildcard Weekend and also game picks. So it's going to be a great show with having Sonia and Bo on the program, giving us insights on what's currently going on with the respective teams that they cover, being the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. So now let's give you the scores from the most important games from week 18, the final week of the 2022 NFL regular season. So playoff spots are now intact, and here are the scores from the most important games from week 18. The Kansas City Chiefs would go on to beat the Las Vegas Raiders 31-13. The Tennessee Titans took on the Jacksonville Jaguars in a thrilling game. In the end, Jacksonville would beat Tennessee, wrapping up the playoff spot and winning the AFC South. Jacksonville wins 20-16. The Baltimore Ravens took on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals would beat the Ravens 27-16. The New England Patriots took on the Buffalo Bills in a very emotional game at Orchard Park in uh, Orchard Park, New York at Highmark Stadium. Buffalo beats New England 35-23. New England eliminated from playoff contention. The New York Jets took on the Miami Dolphins. Not a pretty game, but a win is a win. And the Miami Dolphins would get the win, beating the Jets 11-6. The New York Jets eliminated from playoff contention while Miami makes the playoffs. The Los Angeles Rams took on the Seattle Seahawks in a thrilling NFC West rivalry game. 
it went to overtime, but the Seahawks would go on to beat the Rams 19-16. Seattle would make the playoffs. The New York Giants took on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles hold on to beat the Giants 22-16. Despite the loss, the Giants make the playoffs. As for the Eagles, with this win, gives them the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC. Sunday night football, what a game it was at Lambeau Field between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Detroit pulled off the upset, beating the Packers 20-16. Green Bay eliminated from playoff contention. And those were your, most, your scores from the most important games from Week 18, the final week of the 2022 regular season. I like to start off with my top three storylines. I like to start off with Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers has had an amazing career thus far. Four-time league MVP, Super Bowl winner, the MVP, Super Bowl MVP, multiple Pro Bowls, multiple times he's led the league in passer rating, touchdowns, Star Award winner. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers was to call it quits today, he would have had he would have had a fantastic career, and there's no doubt he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But the last five years, he has held the Green Bay Packers in hostage with inconsistencies in terms of his attitude, inconsistencies in terms of working alongside fellow teammates not showing up to camp on time, showing up not until August, right before preseason starts. The behavior has just been inconsistent with Aaron the last five years. And if you watch the end of that game that the Packers had with the loss to the Detroit Lions, I won't say the end may be near, but his time in Green Bay may be over with. Now, Aaron in Green Bay, I can give you a list of some of the teams that would love his services. One team, the New York Jets. Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, earlier in the week said that he would not be afraid to pull the punches. He would not be afraid. What I should say is that he would not be afraid to roll the dice and get a big-name quarterback. If he has to spend the money and make moves, he would be willing to do so. And if Aaron Rodgers asks for a trade, expect the New York Jets and expect Woody Johnson to make the move to try to get number 12. Another team to keep in mind, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll get more into the Derek Carr situation in just a little bit, but you can't bypass the fact of the Las Vegas Raiders, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's a West Coast guy, grew up in the Bay Area, grew up in Northern California, uh, close proximity to his family, that's something to think about as well. The Indianapolis Colts, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, Jim, but even though Jim Ursay made a, um, had a Twitter, uh, made a, a post on Twitter saying that he was committed to doing whatever he could to move up in the NFL draft, it looks as though the Colts may try to make a run and try to get the number one pick, but in the NFL, you just never know. But bottom line is this. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, the last five years, the inconsistencies with his attitude and the behavior and the unwillingness to be with his team in June when training camp starts, I mean, he, the man is talented. He's one of my favorite, not just one of my favorite quarterbacks, 
to watch, but one of my favorite players in the league. But something's going to have to give. But unfortunately, that contract, the next three to four years, that contract is massive. And every year that number gets higher. And if he decides to leave Green Bay and ask for a trade, remember one thing, whichever team, if he decides to get traded, that team would have to pick up the remaining years of that contract, and that is a lot of money. And um, like I said, uh, Aaron said that in the press conference, he's going to take some time to think over his decision, and he's not going to be in a rush. And, man, if he decides to ask the Green Bay Packers for a trade, man, expect Brian Gutekunst and the rest of the Packers management to get a lot of phone calls because, man, that contract is massive, and it's going to involve a lot of draft picks if it comes down to that. But another offseason, another wait and see, another long offseason in that cold Wisconsin winter, to find out if Aaron Rodgers is going to be all in for another season. And, man, if it, if he does call it quits in Green Bay, it's definitely was one heck of a career, replacing Brett Favre and then coming into a, a, a unique situation. The fans didn't embrace him in the beginning, but they grew to like him. They grew as time went on. And certainly um, Aaron Rodgers, man, it, it – Appeared to be the end at the end of that game against in the loss to the Detroit Lions. But again, with Aaron Rodgers, you just never know. You just never know. But all I can say is that we'll just wait and see as only time will tell. My next storyline is going to be another quarterback, and that's Derek Carr. When I think of Derek Carr, I think of someone that was committed, persistent, and always ready to play. And he gave his all to the Raiders first when the franchise was in Oakland and then later when the franchise moving to Las Vegas. Time with the Raiders was surrounded by poor offenses. Derek Carr had to throw the ball 40, 50, 60, sometimes 70 times a game just with the hopes of his team getting a victory. And the 2016 season, Derek Carr was on his way to an MVP caliber season, suffered a leg injury, and that killed the hopes of the Raiders possibly making a run maybe to the conference championship or maybe a chance to win the Lombardi. But Derek Carr, year in and year out, whether the franchise was in Oakland or the franchise currently being in Las Vegas, he put his heart and soul into that Raider organization when he when you think of Derek Carr, Derek Carr is one of those one of those guys that really put the silver and black on the map. He really would lead the silver and black attack. Like, <laughs> I mean, he would re- he really was one of those guys that really when he put that silver and black uniform on, he really meant it, and he went to war for the Raiders. You talk about commitment. You talk about perseverance. You talk about putting your heart and soul out for a franchise. Derek Carr did that. Unfortunately, week 16, he after the loss on Christmas Eve, I'm sorry, excuse me, after the, yeah, after the loss on Christmas Eve in week 16 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
He was benched in favor of Jared Stidham for the remainder of the year. And Carr stepped away from the team, said he didn't want to be a distraction, and then he puts out this post on social media thanking the Raiders for nine seasons, thanking the, the Raider Nation for standing by him. And he was saying that it was, this was not the way that he, he wanted it to end, but sometimes it, they, you know life doesn't always go the way we want it to. And this is the end for Derek Carr and the Raiders. And remember, he signed a contract extension this past offseason. So now... Derek Carr it, currently in his contract he has a no trade clause. We already know he's gonna he is going to waive the no trade clause. I mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. A lot of teams are gonna go after Derek Carr. The New York Jets. The New York Jets would be great for Derek Carr. The Indianapolis Colts, great fit for Derek Carr. The Washington Commanders, great fit for Derek Carr. The New Orleans Saints, we know about their quarterback troubles this past season. Somebody that can get the job done. Is he a great quarterback? Mm, I'll say he's borderline. He's a good quarterback. Derek Carr is someone that can put up numbers. And, you know, one thing about Derek is that he'll give, you, he'll give his all. We've seen it with the Raiders when they were in Oakland and currently being in Las Vegas. Derek Carr is somebody that will, you know, he will give his all for the franchise, uh, a great leader, someone that any team in the NFL would be lucky to have. And wherever Derek Carr goes, it's going to be fun. And, I'm, you know, best of luck to him and wherever he lands in his future um, NFL career. And my last, well, my final storyline is going to be Sean Payton. Sean Payton, man, when you think about Sean Payton, all the great things that he did with the New Orleans Saints coming to the franchise and coming to the city in its darkest hour after Hurricane Katrina, linking up with, uh, it was everything happened at the right time. Drew Brees, Reggie Bush, uh, rest in peace the late Will Smith, Jonathan Vilma, Scott Fajita, Pierre Thomas, Marcus Colston, Devery Henderson, the list goes on and on. And of course that Super Bowl team that won the Super Bowl in the 2010 season. Well, you know Sean Payton's pedigree is offense. I mean, he's here is a guy that when it comes to not just offenses but quarterbacks, I mean, Payton has one of the best offensive minds in the history of the NFL. We saw what he did, again, as I mentioned earlier, with the New Orleans Saints, with Drew Brees and Reggie Bush, and even what he did in the later years of the franchise with Taysom Hill. And also with Jameis Winston, the short amount of time that Coach Payton worked with Jameis. Well, the Denver Broncos have requested and have been granted permission to interview Sean Payton, which is going to be interesting because there's a lot of teams that are going to be gunning for Sean Payton. You've got, of course, the Denver Broncos, Arizona Cardinals, the Houston Texans have been brought up as well. Don't be surprised if two teams could come calling, the, uh, San, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers and the Dallas Cowboys. Something to think about right there. But for almost a year and a half, Sean Payton, since he abruptly retired from the New Orleans Saints, 
that time was going to come when Sean would return to the NFL. I mean, he currently has a broadcasting gig with Fox, just recently bought a house in Los Angeles. So there's so many things up in the air in terms of where he wants to go. But Sean Payton, man, I'll tell you one thing. After these uh, first round of playoff games are over with, the interview process is going to begin. And i tell you one thing. It, it is going to be a mad scramble because Sean Payton is going to be uh, the man of the hour, the man of the offseason, someone that's going to be – so he was sought after immediately several months after his abrupt retirement from the New Orleans Saints, and certainly he continues to be a sought-after man even while he continues his broadcasting duties. But Sean Payton has been – had uh, the Denver Broncos have requested – and have been uh, granted permission from the New Orleans Saints to have to uh, interview Sean Payton. We'll stay tuned for that and see how that plays out. All right, before we go to break, some uh, great news to pass along to you. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin was released from uh, the hospital in Cincinnati, and he was transferred to the hospital in Buffalo. He stayed there for a short amount of time. And guess what? He was discharged this week. So. Buffalo, this week was, uh, this past week, the beginning of the week was a long and a very trying process for the Bills. However, he started responding, had the breathing tube removed, and he started uh, breathing again. His, his lungs were improving. His, his, all of his vital signs were, were coming back. He started uh, communicating verbally again. And then, as I mentioned earlier, being transferred from a hospital in Cincinnati to a hospital in Buffalo, and he was discharged from the hospital uh, in Buffalo later in the week. So the Bills had so much to look forward to. I mean, they had a lot to look forward to when he started responding and then having the Zoom call, and his dad and his uncle got on the Zoom call with the team before the game against New England. And now for this recent news, I mean, just everything is just on the up and up and continued prayers for DeMar Hamlin, as well as his family, friends, associates, and his Buffalo Bills teammates. And also former running back Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis was removed from the intensive care unit, and he's responding, and he is his recovery is going well as well. For those of you that may have not known about the situation with Peyton Hillis, uh, Peyton uh, rescued his children from drowning, and as a result of that, he uh, sustained some serious injuries, but his uh, his girlfriend, along with other family members, have said that he was recently um, taken out of the intensive care unit and he is recovering and, you know, continues to improve on a daily basis. So our prayers are for uh, continued prayers for the recovery of DeMar Hamlin and also Peyton Hillis. And also we've got uh, the all-pro rosters have been announced the All-Pro team. Of course, the 2022 All-Pro team was named by the Associated Press, the Football Writers of America, and Sporting News for Best Performance during the 2022 NFL season. First on offense, quarterback, this is the first team. The quarterback, Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. Running back, Josh Jacobs from the Las Vegas Raiders. The wide receivers, Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings, Tyreek Hill from the Miami Dolphins, Devontae Adams from the Las Vegas Raiders. The tight end, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. 
The left tackle, Trent Williams from the San Francisco 49ers. At left guard, Joel Batonio from the Cleveland Browns. At the center position, Jason Kelsey, Eagles. At right guard, Zach Martin from the Dallas Cowboys. And at right tackle, Lane Johnson from the Philadelphia Eagles. And then also we move to special teams. At the uh, first team, place kicker, Daniel Carlson from the Las Vegas Raiders. The punter, Tommy Townsend from the Kansas City Chiefs. Kick returner representing the Green Bay Packers, Keyshawn Nixon. Punt returner, Marcus Jones from the New England Patriots. At special teams, Jeremy Reeves from the Washington Commanders. And the long snapper is Andrew DePaula from the Minnesota Vikings. Second team offense, quarterback, Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles. At running back, Nick Chubb from the Cleveland Browns. The wide receivers, A.J. Brown from the Philadelphia Eagles, Stephon Diggs from the Buffalo Bills, and C.D. Lamb from the Dallas Cowboys. The tight end, George Kittle from the San Francisco 49ers. Left tackle, Andrew Thomas from the New York Giants. Left guard, Joe Thune from the Kansas City Chiefs. At the center position, Creed Humphrey from the Kansas City Chiefs. At right guard, Chris Lindstrom from the Atlanta Falcons. And at right tackle, Tristan Wirtz from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Second team, special teams, place kicker, Justin Tucker from the Baltimore Ravens. The punter, Ryan Stonehouse from the Tennessee Titans. At kick returner, Kane Nwangwo from the Minnesota Vikings. Returner, Khalif Raymond from the Detroit Lions. At special teams, George Odom from the San Francisco 49ers. And the long snapper, Nick Moore from the Baltimore Ravens. Let's move over now to defense. First team, edge rushers, Nick Bosa from the San Francisco 49ers and Micah Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys. Interior lineman, defensive tackle, Chris Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs, and Quinnen Williams from the New York Jets. The linebackers, Fred Warner from the San Francisco 49ers, Roquan Smith from the Baltimore Ravens, and Matt Milano from the Buffalo Bills. The cornerbacks are Sauce Gardner from the New York Jets, and Patrick Sertain II from the Denver Broncos. And the safeties are Minka Fitzpatrick from the Pittsburgh Steelers and Talanoa Hafunga 49ers. We move along now to second team, the edge rushers, Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns and Hassan Reddick from the Philadelphia Eagles. The interior linemen and defensive tackles, Dexter Lawrence from the New York Giants, and Jeffrey Simmons from the Tennessee Titans. The linebackers are Bobby Wagner from the Los Angeles Rams, T.J. Mosley from the New York Jets, and Demario Davis from the New Orleans Saints. The cornerbacks are Jair Alexander from the Green Bay Packers and James Bradbury from the Philadelphia Eagles. And the safeties are Derwin James from the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Simmons, from the Denver Broncos. And for this year's Associated Press ballot, Travis Kelsey and Justin Jefferson were unanimous selections for the 2022 All-Pro team. So again, congratulations 
to the players that made this year's 2022 Cavs segment number one. When we come back from the break, I have an interview with Sonia Greenfield. She's the director and writer management and editor covering the NFC North and NFC East for our turf football. The website is dedicated to covering the NFL from a woman's perspective. On the program, we discussed the Lions game against the Packers. Also, we discussed the Lions offense and defense. We also discussed Aaron Rodgers and much more. Sonia is coming up after the break. I'm Ed Robinson, and you're listening to The League Rap. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Pax Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. It's the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2022 in Cox serviceable areas. Learn more at cox.com slash Internet. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun 
Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michael Badgley from 37 yards knocks it through. Here's the live field goal. Badgley knocks it through. From the 43 on first down, it's Williams bouncing to the outside. There goes the former Packer into Green Bay territory at the 44-yard line and a first down. Goff out of the pocket, taking a shot downfield, and free is Raymond. Raymond caught it down inside the one. Call it Raymond with a huge play, and the Lions are on the doorstep of taking the lead. First and goal, Williams, to the right, to the end zone, to the lead, Detroit Lions touchdown. Williams into the end zone, the Lions retake the lead. Here's a blitz, can Rodgers beat it? Big ball downfield and it is intercepted by Kirby Joseph. Joseph out of bounds around the 45. He's got Rodgers for the third time, and the Packers are in major trouble. The season comes down to a snap, and Goff is looking to throw it. He throws it. It's caught for the first down by DJ Chark, and you can hear them from all the way in Seattle. The Lions have come into Lambeau, and they've knocked the Packers down and out. Yeah, I think we just—I think we just showed a lot of people, um, you know, who we are. And, and now next year, every team will be different in our division. But we just beat Minnesota a couple weeks ago, um, and they're the top team in our division by record. And we just beat Green Bay at their place, and they're, you know, the, us and them were the second best team by record. We went five and one in the division. Um, we lost to Minnesota early on. Uh, I think people know we're here, and hopefully here for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I could say a lot right now. I'm not gonna, but I got a lot of respect for him. He's a hell of a player, and um, in my opinion, the best of all time. And you know, if he's here, or whatever, I, I don't know. But uh, you know, we were doubted for a long time this year, and um, you know, a lot of people say some things, and uh, you know, I, I know he was never trying to say anything, you know, mean or disrespectful. I don't think that's in his personality. But um, you know, I think we we're, we're, we may be a little bit sensitive to that stuff, and we're ready to come in here and, and win a game. Party, we knew what we were coming in here for, and it was it was to gain some respect and show what we're capable of, uh, no matter what happened. And uh, and we knew the only way to do that is to win. And so our guys were locked in; that they were unaffected by that because we knew what the objective was. I mean, it's a little raw right now. You know, it's just a little bit after the game, so uh, want to take the emotion out of it and have the conversations and see where the organization's at and see how I feel after some time has passed. You know, I understand, uh, you know, we're still in January here. March is for agency, so um, just need some time to, uh, like I said, get the emotion out of it and then 
figure out what's best. Wow. <laughs> Another year that's uh, cut short. The Green Bay Packers, you heard it from him, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Another year, another offseason to think about his future with the team or possibly his future in the NFL. And, again, that audio was courtesy of the National Football League, NBC Sports, the Detroit Lions, and the Green Bay Packers. Of course, Detroit going into one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, beating the Packers, forcing Green Bay to miss the playoffs for this year. And you heard Jared Goff very pleased and they knew it was time. Quarterback Jared Goff and Lions head coach Dan Campbell saying that they wanted their respect. They wanted to come in and handle business, and they handled their business. And then some, and speaking of handling their business, she's always handling her business, and we want to welcome her back to the program. She is a correspondent for Our Turf Football, which is a website dedicated to covering the NFL from a woman's pursuit. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome her back. Sonia Greenfield. Hey, Sonia, welcome back, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ed. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to talk to you tonight. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk to you as well, and thank you so much once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us on the program. So, Sonia, what were your takeaways from the Detroit Lions beating the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field in Week 18? So my biggest takeaway, honestly, is kind of what um, Campbell and Goff were talking about, respect. And that, you know, that morning I was like, you know what, I don't care about playoffs, I don't care about anything. I was like, I think the thing that I want most is for them to go in and win and beat them convincingly because I think that um, – a lot of what this season has brought for the Lions is respect. And I think if we go out, if they went out, you know, with a win in Lambeau, one of the, like you said, one of the most difficult places to play in the NFL, and it really has not been friendly to the Lions of late at all. And so to go in there, get a win, um, was all I wanted, honestly. I was like, I don't care. I just want that win. Indeed, uh, Detroit definitely went into Green Bay and got that win, and we'll get more into Goff and Campbell a little bit later. But let's get into some of the, the numbers and the players that were big in this win for Detroit over Green Bay. What a season for Jamal Williams. 16 carries for 72 yards, and he had two rushing touchdowns. I mean, Jamal stepped up big in this game. Give me your thoughts on Jamal and his performance against the Packers. Jamal... Overall has been, you know, a really, really good addition to this team. And, you know, maybe he had just a little extra juice in his brain because, you know, this is his former team. But he, I think he did a good job this game and just really ran. And also was kind of just like the pulse of the team. He got into some really good um, matchups and was able to just kind of bully his way into the end zone so many times and he's been that tough physical runner that you know Campbell loves and you know just kind of the spirit and motor of the team and that it's just been so much fun to watch him and especially in that game because I think he of all people knew how much that meant and I think he amongst all of the players wanted it probably the most yeah Jamal was definitely outspoken about this game all week long and especially 
you know, with it being a, a rivalry game, a division rivalry game, Detroit and Green Bay, it's never been a dull moment, dull moment, I should say, for decades between these two. Someone that came up mm-hmm. big in this game on the receiving side, Khalif Raymond, four catches for 66 yards in this game. Give me your thoughts on Khalif and his play. Um, so the wide receiver role this year has just been kind of, eh, you know, I mean, it hasn't been bad, but we haven't had one standout. And so I think, honestly, that's been kind of, even though I just said, yeah, but I think it's kind of been good to kind of showcase a lot of the guys. And I think this was one of the games where we could showcase Leaf. And he looked great out there. And just, you know, he has that, he, it seems like he and Goff are just on the same page that day. So that was super cool to watch and just, you know, just fun. He was out there just making plays. All right. And then someone that was also big in this game, DeAndre Swift, only six carries for 25 yards, but he came up big on the receiving side, seven catches for 61 yards. Give me your thoughts on DeAndre and his play. You know, it was really nice to see him getting back into the game and just, you know, being able to play. Um, He had been, you know, injured off and on throughout the season. And so, especially in that early set when we were, you know, only one and six. So getting to see him do his dual back thing, passing and catching, or running and catching, I think has been really good. And so it was especially wonderful to see him in that game, just getting, you know, back to what, what we know he can do. And so that gives us a lot of promise for next season. You know, Sonia, one of our favorite players that we've talked about on the Detroit Lions, wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown. What a year he had, game against Green he Bay. Had a great six year. catches. Mm-hmm. Six catches for 49 yards against the Packers. Give me your thoughts on Amon Ra and his play in this game. Amon Ra, Sun God, he has been, you know, again, another one of those bright spots that we've been able to showcase more consistently throughout the year, but also just, you know, throughout the year. And he had a fantastic game. It was great watching him just having fun and getting out there and just, you know, making some big catches and coming up big in some um, plays and stuff this season and especially in that game. So that was great, and I loved watching him play. All right, DJ Chark. DJ Chark is known to be one of the fastest receivers in the league. He only had three catches for 14 yards in this contest, but he came up big towards the end to seal the deal for the Lions. Give me your thoughts on DJ and his play. (laughs) I love it when guys, you know, just when everybody is just kind of vibing and, you know, doing their thing and then, you know, just somebody comes up and makes a catch or makes that one difference make of a play. And that's what I liked about DJ Chark's game and just how fantastic that was. And just, you know, again, I think that just really speaks to the mentality of the team and just how everybody is just together. And, you know, whatever anybody can do to make a play, that's what they're going to do. And so DJ Chark kind of, you know, was that player this this um, this game. So you love to see it. All right, and let's move along now to the defensive side. And we saw Kirby Joseph make a play late in the fourth quarter, intercepting Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, that's when Detroit went in to seal the deal on the offensive side. Kirby had five tackles, 
and, of course, that interception. Give me your thoughts on Kirby's play in this game. Kirby was really good. He had a lot of good interception, or just like a lot of good plays um, throughout the game. And that interception was just fantastic. And it was just like, yes, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was really good throughout this game, too. Liked watching him play. Um, and just, again, contributing. All right, and I'll tell you one thing. What a rookie season it's been for Aiden Hutchinson. In this game, Aiden had two sacks in this contest, and he definitely gave Aaron Rodgers and that Packer offensive line fits. Give me your thoughts on Aiden in this play. Aiden's a big guy, and just watching him, you know, just kind of feast on Aaron Rodgers and get home and make a couple of those sacks was just fantastic. And just, you know, that's just what he wants to do. He wants to get after that quarterback. And I know that he really wanted to get after Rodgers, especially after some of the comments that he was making. So I think that that was really fun just to kind of watch him. And he just has so much fun playing. So that was great, too. Let's stay with Aiden just for a moment. J.J. Watt, mm-hmm. this is this was his final season in the NFL, and J.J. Watt, one heck of a player, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, multiple Pro Bowls, and is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Do you see J.J. Watt-like talent in Aiden Hutchinson? I do. I think that it will eventually get there, especially – if he just keeps, you know, that hunger and just keeps that quickness and going after, and also if he stays healthy. And I think while J.J. has had some fantastic seasons, and yes, he is going to be first ballot Hall of Fame, um, he did have some injury issues. But I think that um, Aiden, I think he could be not necessarily second coming, but I definitely think he could be that much of an impact on defense and that much of a difference maker too. Yeah, he's definitely going to be fun for many seasons to come, like you said before, if he can just stay healthy. And quarterback, the NFL is all about quarterback play. Jared Goff had an effective game in this game against the Green Bay Packers. He completed 23 out of 34 passes for 224 yards. Give me your thoughts on Jared and his play in this game. Effective, and I like the way that you used that word. Um, And so I think that, yeah, that's really what we've asked him to do this year is just be effective. And he has been. He's been inconsistent a little bit, but recently he's just been effective and able to get the ball out and do what you're going to do. I mean, he's not going to do, you know, he's not going to be your Pat Mahomes and throw a gajillion yards and stuff like that, but he's definitely going to be an effective game manager and get what you need done. I want to stay just with Jared for a moment. I know the mm-hmm. last time I had you on the program, we talked about the long-term future of him being in Detroit, and you said it was kind of slim to none. After this game, beating the Green Bay <laughs> Packers, do you still see his future being bleak in Detroit, or do you see him maybe sticking around maybe for several more seasons? It seems like um, things change, and so <laughs> I'm glad that I can change my mind a little bit. I could see him sticking around now for a few more seasons. Um, I don't think he will be, again, like I said, like a long-term solution, but I definitely see him here um, for a few more years. And 
if he can elevate the team to Super Bowl level, that would be so awesome and so great. Um, but if he can't quite get there and then they draft somebody who can get us, like, all the way there, boom. But I definitely see him sticking around for a few more years. I think that um, is a definite. Well, in that press conference, he sounded energetic and very energized, and he couldn't wait to uh, see what a, his him and his team have in store for next season, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But what a job Dan Campbell did this year. Again, Detroit falling short of missing the playoffs. They finished above 500 with a record of 9-8. and eight. And i tell you one thing, Dan Campbell, last time I had you on the program, Sonia, we said that Dan is like – the mo- he it really is the motor in the Motor City. He's really that engine that uh, the, the team goes off on, and they, the people really love him in Detroit. Give me your thoughts on Dan and how, his 2022 season. Um, I think that he has had a fantastic 2022 season. Obviously, it started off kind of slow, and I'm not sure what clicked but they made a couple changes, and I think these guys really just bought in and were all in and gave Dan Campbell all all they could. And I don't know if he's just, like, a motivator, um, but he obviously was able to get these guys to buy in. And it was great. It's great to see, and he loves these guys. The guys love playing for him. I mean, you you look at players, coaches, and this is definitely, I think, a player's coach. And I think he gets it. He wants to see these guys succeed. And it seems more like, you know, that these guys are people and that they are family and that they mean something. And I think he was able to kind of buy into that and get other guys to kind of care. And just, you know, I think it starts with him. And whatever he's been selling, it's it's been, they've bought it. And they have really rocked with this guy um, all season. And I think once they started winning and started, you know, kind of believing in themselves and believing in him and the system, I mean, wow, this is going to be a good team to watch, a fun team to watch. They are going to be fun to watch. And I want to stay just with Coach Campbell for a moment. Last time I had you on the Mm -hmm. program, we talked about quarterback-coach relationships, Reed and Mahomes. McDermott and Allen were also seeing it in Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, and we saw it in New Orleans with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. What's the quarterback-coach relationship like between Jared Goff and Dan Campbell? Has it gotten stronger, especially with them beating Green Bay at Lambeau? I think it has. I think that... Um, I don't know if those how those two were able to get on the same page or whatever, but I think that that relationship has gotten quite strong. And I think that, you know, that Goff and Campbell have developed something. Um, is it as strong as I think, you know, maybe Drew Brees and Sean Payton? Maybe not that strong, but I think there's definitely um, something that, you know, Jared has bought into and, that Campbell sees. And so I think that those two guys, um, whatever they had to talk about, I think they made what something worked and it works and they're, they're doing their thing. All right. And speaking of definitely doing their thing, uh, the experts have already (laughs) come out with their 2023 uh, season preview. And they're saying that the Detroit lions are expected to get over the hump and really 
make moves, not just in the NFC North, but really in all of the NFC and the NFL. So the 2023 outlook for the Lions, I want to start off with wide receivers. Jamison Williams, we hardly saw any of him during his rookie season. What do you expect out of Jamison next year to add to the wide receiver core with Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, also with the likes of a Khalif Raymond? Um, I see him becoming like WR1. I see him being wide receiver number one and just being that big, fast guy that we can rely on. I mean, I think he's, I won't say the second coming of Calvin Johnson, but I think he's definitely going to be that Calvin Johnson-like for that offense. I want to stay just with receivers for a moment. DJ Chark, where does DJ Chark fit in in the mix? Um, I think he's definitely in the mix, and I think that he has been um, a key part and a key, a key part of this offense. Um, but I think that while he might not be like wire two wide receiver two, but I think he's definitely a key cog in this offense, um, and definitely one to keep an eye on and watch and just you know watch him kind of fit in and just make those moves as a wide receiver should. All right, and I want to get on to the defensive side. We talked about Aiden Hutchinson, but, man, Alex Anzalone, what a season he had this year. Man, Alex is like a tackling machine. And then we also, last time I had you on, we talked a little bit about Jeff Okuda and Amani Oruwarie. What do you expect those guys to do in 2023 as well as the rest of the Detroit defense? Well, I think the secondary is probably the one thing that has kind of been a little bit of a weakness. And um, while they've improved, I think that there's still room for some more improvement, especially with um, Amani Ariolier. And I think that, um, you know, I'm looking to see more improved secondary play in 2023, and I think that if we get that and lock down, you know, some of those good receivers that are out there, I mean, right now, and while we do expect them to make some moves um, in the NFC North Lions, uh, make some moves in the NFC North and in the NFC in general, um, but if you look specifically at the division, the wide receivers, the only one that I'm really kind of quote-unquote scared of would be Justin Jefferson on um, the Vikings. And so, yeah, they should, we should be able to, you know, match up well with some of the wide receivers that we've got in Chicago and Green Bay, as we've seen. But I think that if, you know, we improve in, a second, in the secondary, I think that that will help um, our 2023 outlook. Offensive lineman, Panay Sewell. Give me your thoughts on on Panay and what do you expect out of him for next season? He's been, again, a motor and a beast, and things are looking up for him and that offensive line. And I like how they really built that line. And I think that that line, you know, starting with Frank Ragnow as the center and then um, Panay um, as right guard, they've been able to establish the run and, you know, keep Jared Goff up. And that's been the biggest issues 
um, or at least part of some of our issues. And so I think building that offensive line and those guys, Tanae Sewell, I expect, you know, an even better season out of them next year. Um, it's been fun to watch and amazing to watch, actually, that development of that line. All right, and let's stay just on the line for a moment. Someone mm-hmm. who has been a cold hero in Detroit, Frank Ragnow. <laughs> wow. Uh, multiple Pro Bowls. What can you say about him? He's been the workhorse of that offensive line. Give me your thoughts on Frank and what do you expect out of him next season? Frank has been a workhorse, and Frank has been um, really involved um with, I think, the community, too. So I think that that's been good. But he's been a workhorse, and he's been that center of the offense, like literally and figuratively. Um, I think he just has been almost an unsung hero because he really is truly anchoring that line. And the line play, since he's gotten there, has only improved and gotten better. And so, and I think he is a main reason for that. And as long as he stays healthy, um, I think 2023 is going to be good for him. All right. And then we talked about them earlier, the quarterback and the coach, Jared Goff and Dan Campbell. How do you see 2023 shaping up for them? Even better. I think that um, they've established a relationship. I think whatever, um, you know, they have talked about, they've bought into. I think that that bond will only get stronger, Um, not necessarily like, you know, outside of football, but definitely in that locker room. They are working together very well, and I think that, like I said, that bond will only get stronger and, you know, you see Jared Goff on the side cheering on guys and encouraging guys. And that, I mean, that outside of Campbell says a lot about how he cares for his team and stuff like that. All right, and that takes care of the outlook for next season for the Detroit Lions. Aaron Rodgers, he has been the kryptonite for the Detroit Lions since he's been the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And the last five years have been very shaky for him because he's contemplated retirement or he's contemplated wanting to continue to play, maybe not in Green Bay, one foot in, one foot out, and then he's trying to find himself. Where do you see his future, whether it be in Green Bay or maybe in the NFL or, I don't know, maybe back on Jeopardy? Where do you see his future? (laughs) Honestly... I think we might have seen the last of him. He would want to go to another situation that he's coming from in the Packers, basically where there's not a lot of people around him that are talented like he has been used to, you know. I mean, he has had some dynamic teams, and he's been able to do some really good things, but he hasn't had that in a while. And I don't know if he would want to go to another team to do that. And, you know, you would think of somebody like, at first everybody was like, oh, he's going to go to Denver. Well, he ain't going to Denver anymore. Um, You know, maybe like a San Francisco or something like that, perhaps. But overall, I don't know if he would want to start over on another team that's not already set for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And, you know, 
I would love to continue to, to uh, watch him play maybe some, you know, more seasons. I mean, that contract is is massive. I think that contract, like the next three to four years, he's under contract with Green Bay, and there's a lot of money involved in that. So it's going to be interesting how all of this plays out. And you heard it from us. She is Sonya Greenfield. She's a contributor for Our Turf Football, which covers the NFL from a woman's perspective. And Sonya, I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us on the program. Tell everybody what you've got going on over at Our Turf. So our turf um, football, we're on Twitter at our turf SB, um, and we have a weekly podcast. We come out every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we will keep that up throughout um, the off season. So make sure you tune in. Um, we'll be talking playoffs, obviously coming up, but we're just going to have a fun off season and just kind of breaking things down. Um, we'll be at the draft. So, yeah, please um, go to our YouTube page, Archer Football, um, like and subscribe to our podcast so that we can interact with you and so that you can just, you know, keep up on things and as they're going um, through the NFL and through the offseason. Love to hear what you would think. Um, we also do do some writing, too, on the side. Um, there's four of us. We cover all of the NFL. Um, so, yeah, make sure you just tune in. We'd love to talk with you and just love to for you to listen. Awesome. And tell everybody where they can find you on social media as well as our turf football and any websites. Let them know that as well. Cool. So you can find me on Twitter at mom, the number two, the number three, RN. Um, you can find me on um, Instagram too, where I mostly post pics of my kids and stuff. And that's Sonia, S O N J A 920. Um, R-Turf also has uh, a Twitter handle, like I said, at R-Turf SB. Um, and then also on Instagram as well, R-Turf does have a website, www.rturfsb.com. Um, and that's also where you can link to our podcasts as well. Um, and also some articles too. Awesome. And before I let you go, Sonia, DeMar Hamlin, I mean, the whole, not just the whole sports world, but the whole world, all, all attention was on DeMar Hamlin about what happened on the Monday night football game against the Cincinnati Bengals and just the gruesome injury that he suffered going into cardiac arrest. But, you know, never underestimate the power of prayer because DeMar discharged from a Cincinnati hospital and he was later discharged from a Buffalo hospital where were you when all of this was going down, and what did you do to try to, I guess, uh, encourage your your listeners or the people at Our Turf Football, encourage the listeners and supporters in in terms in terms of uh, uh, bringing up upon the plight of what Demar was going through. Um, so yeah, so I was watching Monday night. I was talking to my mom on the phone, and um, I had the volume turned down. And so when I turned on the TV, I kind of saw everybody in their faces, and I was like, oh, dear, what happened? And, um, you know, I was thinking something like a Joe Theismann injury or something like that or something really gruesome because of all their faces. And then um, I thought I heard the word CPR. And so I was – then I was like, well, instantly I got to go to Twitter because that's where everybody knows everything, right? So I was flipping through Twitter. And I saw what happened, and I was like, oh, God. And so then I was like, he got hit hard enough because there's that 
like one to two second millisecond if you get hit it can send you into cardiac arrest and so that's kind of what i thought was going on but it was a very scary sight and the only thing that i could say was cancel the game and so that's what i kept tweeting and you know you looked at josh allen's face and just the faces of the players and it was like these guys can't play you got to cancel the game and so you know i was I went to bed that night, and I was just like, gosh, you know, I hope everything's going to be okay. I hope they're able to get him back and, you know, are doing what they do um, for cardiac arrest at the hospital because, you know, it's protocols for everything, and they were able to follow that protocol. They got him back. He did great. And, um, yeah, it's just been to witness, and it just speaks to the fact that, you know, so many of us, should probably learn CPR and have an AED around. <laughs> but, um, no, but for real, though, it was just great to see everybody come together, the sports world, everybody come together. And like I said on our podcast, I was like, you know, usually when Team USA is playing, like in the Olympics or something like that, it's been kind of nice to watch the timeline, watch your Twitter timeline, you know, because it's filled with all fans of like all different teams and stuff like that and so like when team usa plays it's nice to watch it all come together but this past week it was really really extra special nice to watch everybody come together for damar and even people who weren't like and i follow people who sometimes aren't even into sports like that and just to watch them it was really nice and just beautiful to see everybody coming together that yes we are humans and this is humanity and this was great to see Absolutely, and i tell you one thing, that game for Week 18 in Buffalo was just extraordinary. It's phenomenal. I had a chance to check that game out. And they went up against the New England Patriots, and that crowd in Buffalo was just rocking and definitely, um, like you said, just um, we're all humans at the end of the day, and we saw the power of humanity in a, a great form. And, again, uh, our prayers will continue to be for DeMar as he continues his road to recovery. And uh, one more time, Sonia, tell everybody where they can find you on social media as well as Our Turf Football and any websites. Let them know that as well. Sure. Again, you can find me on Twitter at mom, the number two, the number three, R-N. You can find me also on um, Our Turf Football at Our Turf SB. Um, That's our Twitter handle. Our website is www dot rturfsb.com and again we've got articles there but you can also find links to our podcast um if you go to youtube you can just search Arthur football and we pop up you can subscribe to our youtube channel so that you can be notified about our tuesday night podcast every tuesday night at 8 p.m we will be here um and like i said throughout the off season so yeah looking forward to interacting with you guys and you know thanks again ed for having me i really appreciate it Take your time out of your busy schedule to be with us. And you heard it from us. She's Sonia Greenfield. She's a contributor for Our Turf Football, which covers the NFL from a woman's perspective. Check out the website and check out the contributors as well. Sonia, thanks again. So thank you again so much. If ever you want to come back on, feel free to let us know. Oh, for sure. Thanks for asking me on, and we'll be back on soon, okay? All right, you're welcome, and we'll be back with more right after this. Michael Badgley from 37 yards knocks it through. Here's the live field goal. Badgley knocks it through from the 43 on first down. It's Williams bouncing to the outside. There goes the former Packer into Green Bay territory at the 44-yard line and a first down. 
Goff, out of the pocket, taking a shot downfield, and free is Raymond! Raymond caught it! Down inside the one! Call it Raymond! With a huge play, and the Lions are on the doorstep of taking the lead. First and goal, Williams, to the right, to the end zone, to the lead! Detroit Lions touchdown! Williams into the end zone! The Lions retake the lead! Here's a blitz. Can Rodgers beat it? Big ball downfield, and it is intercepted by Kirby Joseph! Joseph out of bounds around the 45! He's got Rodgers for the third time, and the Packers are in major trouble. The season comes down to a snap. And Goff is looking to throw it. He throws it. It's caught for the first down by DJ Shark. And you can hear them from all the way in Seattle. The Lions have come into Lambeau. And they've knocked the Packers down and out. Yeah, I think we just I think we just showed a lot of people um, you know who we are and, and now next year every team will be different in our division. But we just beat Minnesota a couple weeks ago, um, and they're the top team in our division by record. And we just beat Green Bay at their place, and they're you know the, us and them were the second best team by record. We went five and one in the division. Um, we lost to Minnesota early on. Uh, I think people know we're here, and hopefully here for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I could say a lot right now. I'm not gonna, but I got a lot of respect for him. He's a hell of a player, and um, in my opinion, the best of all time. And you know, if he's here, or whatever, I, I don't know, but. Uh, you know, we were doubted for a long time this year, and, um, you know, a lot of people say some things, and, uh, you know, I, I know he was never trying to say anything, you know, mean or disrespectful. I don't think that's in his personality, but, um, you know, I think we we're, we're, we may be a little bit sensitive to that stuff, and we're ready to come in here and, and win a game. Party, we knew what we were coming in here for, and it was, it was to gain some respect and show what we're capable of. Uh, no matter what happened, and uh, and we knew the only way to do that is to win. And so our guys were locked in; that they were unaffected by that because we knew what the objective was. I mean, it's a little raw right now. You know, it's just a little bit after the game, so uh, want to take the emotion out of it and have the conversations and see where the organization's at and see how I feel after some time has passed. You know, I understand. Uh, you know, we're still in January here. March is for agency, so um, just need some time to, uh, like I said, get the emotion out of it and then um, figure out what's best. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here, and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold-weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, stay big on storage and home improvements for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the Red Tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. So, tell me about last night. Well, it wasn't what I expected. It had the perfect amount of spice. Sounds hot. It had all the flavor, and I wanted more. The ghost pepper wings from Popeye's are just so delicious. Wait, I thought you were talking about your date. Sometimes, things aren't always as they seem, like Popeye's ghost pepper wings that have the perfect level of kick and flavor. Try them for only $5 today. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Tax extra. Love that chicken from Popeye's. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. Once again, a big special thank you to Sonia Greenfield, Director of Writer Management and Editor, covering the NFC North and NFC East for our turf football. Again, thanks to Sonia for giving us great insights on the Detroit Lions 2022 season, their big win over the Green Bay Packers in the final game of the 2022 regular season. When we come back from the break, I have an interview with Bo Brack. Bo is the host of the Phoenix Cardinals podcast for the Phoenix Sports Network. The podcast is dedicated to covering Arizona Cardinals content. We discussed the Cardinals game against the Niners, also Cardinals offense and defense. 
plus Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, J.J. Watt, and more. Bo is coming up after the break. I'm Matt Robinson, and you're listening to The League Rapper. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cooper back to Blau. Deep downfield for Green. And he catches it. A.J. Green will take it all the way into the end zone. And that is a Cardinals touchdown. And that deserves a blow. How about that? What did David Blau say to us in the meeting? He said, I used to look up to A.J. Green, you know, because Andy Dalton was a Texas. Corey Clements straight ahead, and he is in for a Cardinal touchdown. What is he? Pretty in trouble. And he is sacked. And J.J., what? He's hit. Onto the football, the sack. J.J. Watt getting a standing ovation here. Watson, yeah, this is nice from this 49er crowd. He he said it's. I'll try not to make it emotional. He said it'll probably hit me. You know, when, when I'm away and I'm supposed to be back out there playing. But there wasn't any doubt in his decision that this was the time. Uh, it's all gratitude and love, man. It's all gratitude and love. I'm so thankful for every single teammate, coach fan I've ever had um, because I wouldn't have a job without any of those people and I I do want to make sure that the fans understand how thankful that I am because I'm well aware of the fact that I live a lifestyle that I do that I never would have had a chance to live um, and I have memories that I never would have had because of the fans and I we wouldn't have we wouldn't get to chase around a ball as a living if it wasn't for the fans so I want to say thank you to the fans I want to say thank you to all my teammates and coaches for the memories all the organizations, um, just a lot of thank yous, man. It's just a whole bunch of thank yous because I'm just a man who's full of love and gratitude. Uh, my name is Michael Bidwill. I'm president of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. I'm here today. It's one of the hardest days. It is the hardest day in uh, uh, the football life, and that's when you've got to part ways with people uh, that you respect and appreciate all their contributions. Um, one has been with us for 25 years, uh, who has let us know that he is leaving the organization and has left the organization. 
and uh, going to focus on his health, and I want to thank Steve for his contributions and wish him well. Um, and then Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, somebody who I've really grown to uh, like and appreciate, uh, just a great man. I, I've been around this organization my entire life, and I don't know any coach that has worked harder than Cliff Kingsbury. All right, everybody, welcome back to the program. That audio was courtesy of the National Football League, Fox Sports, and the Arizona Cardinals. What a difference 48 hours can make after the Week 18 contest between NFC West rivals, San Francisco 49ers, and the Arizona Cardinals. J.J. Watt played his final NFL game, and then shortly thereafter, Michael Bidwell, the Arizona Cardinals president of the team and also the owner of the team, made it official that Steve Kime was going to be um, resigning from his position to focus on his health. And also, Cliff Kingsbury was fired as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, of course, the owner of the team for the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, making that announcement. To talk more about the Cardinals' last game of the 2022 NFL regular season and also the moving and shaking that has happened in the organization, we want to welcome him back to the program. He is a reporter and host for the Arizona Cardinals of the, of the doing some amazing things over there. Let's welcome him to the program, Bo Brack. Hey, Bo, welcome back, my man, and Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Ed. Glad to join you and uh, try to break down, you know, last couple – 40, as you said, 48, 72 hours of this Arizona Cardinals organization. Absolutely. And, Bo, thank you so much again for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us on the program. Before we get to what went on with the announcement from Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell and, of course, with J.J. Watt and Cliff Kingsbury and things of that nature, what were your takeaways from the Week 18 game between the Arizona Cardinals and their NFC West rival San Francisco 49ers? I mean, this is a Arizona Cardinals roster that was completely ravaged by injuries, and you know that final 53 that took the field against the uh, San Francisco 49ers didn't resemble the team that they had put together going into the season. Uh, so, you know, outside of JJ Watt, there were some pretty unfamiliar names. You heard the AJ Green touchdown. That probably was his final game wearing Arizona Cardinals uniform. It was just uh, they were just kind of. They had pop, popsicle sticks and tape trying to get a roster together for that finale, and I think the game outside of J.J. Watt's performance was, was pretty secondary to what was really going on off the field. All right, and then let's get right into the game. So, of course, Kyler Murray missed the remainder of the year with an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into Kyler in just a little bit, but Cardinals quarterback starting for this game, David Blau, for those that may not be yeah. familiar with David, journeyman quarterback, Last roster he was on was with the Detroit Lions. Got the start for the Cardinals, completed 14 out of 18 passes for 180 yards, a touchdown pass, and two interceptions. Give me your thoughts on David's play against the 49ers. I mean, you can say it's admirable. I mean, this is a guy that you mentioned, Kyler Murray, who was signed to the roster from the Minnesota Vikings practice squad, you know, 16 days before his first start for this team taken over for Trace McSorley and Colt McCoy. And, you know, you, you cheer for guys like Blau, who are the underdogs, who really didn't get a shot coming out of Purdue. He's had a couple starts with the Lions previous to this, but really isn't going to get an opportunity beyond being a, a maybe a third-string quarterback elsewhere. You just like that he got the chance to put some 
some uh, plays on tape. It didn't go as well as he'd like, but, you know, going against the probably the best defense in the league, he competed. He had that, that special flea flicker play to open up the game pretty much. And, uh, you know, he, he added a little bit of juice to this offense that otherwise didn't have it. Uh, just somebody, a type of guy you root for, but as far as, you know, what are his opportunities going to be going forward in this league, I don't see one here in Arizona. You hope that he gets maybe a chance elsewhere to catch on in next training camp, next preseason, uh, because, you know, I think he certainly deserves it. I mean, this is a guy that came in and was able to operate this offense. Very bright guy, decent skill set as far as getting rid of the football. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's the most athletic guy, but, you know, he can move a little, around a little bit. So, yeah, David Blau, you know, admirable performance for the Cardinals in two starts. All right. I want to get now to the running game for a moment. So James Conner elected to not play in this game, the final one of the regular season. So Corey Clement, very familiar to Philadelphia Eagles fans, winner, uh, was a part of that Super Bowl squad some seasons ago. He had eight catches. He had eight carries for 23 yards and a rushing touchdown, and he also had three catches for 25 25 yards. Your thoughts on Corey playing this game? Yeah, I mean, Corey's good. He is who who we we knew he was with Philadelphia. He's he's a guy that, you know, when called upon, he he can make some plays for you, and he's a consummate professional and was ready to go, a guy that was primarily on the practice squad all season long. But you you know what you're getting from Corey Clement, and there's, there's a ceiling to that, but he played well, found the end zone. You like to see it. I would have liked to see a lot more carries from a rookie running back in Keontae Ingram, uh, a six-rounder at a USC, maybe kind of know what he's about, find out more about him. But they opted to kind of go with the veteran uh, in Corey Clement instead of find out more about this rookie uh, going forward when, you, you know, you're standing down a lot of roster moves. Is Ingram somebody that, you know, the next coaching staff, next front office is going to want to uh, to move forward with? We don't know now because we haven't seen anything but maybe a sample size of plays from Keontae Ingram this season. All right, and let's move along now to the receiving side. You mentioned his name earlier, A.J. Green. He had three catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Give me your thoughts on A.J.'s play in this game. His play in this game was the best all season long. Uh, You know, A.J. Green was a guy who last year – he uh, enjoyed a career resurgence where a lot of people thought he was washed. Career was over, uh, you know, probably in the conversation to have a bust in, in Canton. He was a part of that, uh, you know, that incredible 2011 draft and, and played some incredible years in Cincinnati. And he kind of, he rebounded. He had 850 yards and three touchdowns for the Cardinals last season. He was arguably their wide receiver too, you know, next to DeAndre Hopkins last year. And then this season it just was, it was just it was early on I thought that he, he, he had a big role and then squandered it by not making an impact on, on the field. Uh, and then ever since then, like week two against the, the Raiders, that incredible comeback, uh, he's been an afterthought. Um, and it, and it's, it's unfortunate, but also that's the way that this NFL game goes. Uh, stars like A.J. Green get, get humbled by, uh, you know, going down the depth chart, not seeing a whole lot of playing time, but it was cool potentially in his final game, not only for the Cardinals, but of his NFL career, 12 seasons, that he was able to make one more big play. Uh, but I don't anticipate him coming back, but it's always fun to kind of see him right off in the sunset with three catches and 90-plus yards and a tutty. I want to stay just with A.J. for a moment. J.J. Watt this year called it a career for his NFL life. Yeah. 
What are the what's the reasons being of of AJ? You don't see AJ possibly not coming back to Arizona or even calling it an NFL career. Has he made comments in terms of trying to decide what his future is, or do you see him maybe contributing for another another team in the new year? What what's the status as you see? him maybe hanging it up or may not be back in Arizona in the foreseeable future. Yeah, we were able to catch up with AJ in the locker room leading up to this game, and he said he was undecided. It's something that he's going to talk with his family about, but he said ultimately whatever decision he makes, he's going to be at peace with it. And he's put a lot – he's had a great career, right? That was his 70th touchdown pass, our catch of his, of his career, and obviously he was one of the top uh, wide receivers for so long in this league. Um, but yeah, I think you know we, we look at where his diminished role this season, and you look at uh, you know his age. Is this is not a, a league, especially at that wide receiver position, where it's an old man's game. You know, it's at 34 relative to the league. That's that's up there. I just think he'd have a tough time finding a spot where he's going to get the opportunities. Does he want to go through the training camp? Does he want to go through uh, a full 18 week season one more time? I think that. I would, I, you know, this is complete speculation, but, you know, I think we've probably seen the last of him uh, playing at the, in the NFL. Well, whatever decision he makes, like you said, he's had a stellar career, much time, much, some great seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals and then, of course, being with the Arizona Cardinals. And I want to move along now to another receiver, Trey McBride, three catches for yeah. 41 yards in this game. Give me your thoughts on Trey and his play. Yeah, this is a guy that was their top draft pick. They traded away their first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. So their first selection in 2022 was the tight end out of Colorado State and Trey McBride. He led the nation in receiving yards at that position. It was the top consensus top tight end in the draft, and it was slow going for him. He kind of suffered a back injury in training camp in the preseason and was inactive to start the season, really was struggling to see playing time until Zach Hurts got hurt with a season-ending ACL injury. But – he really came along at the end of the season. That's what you want to see. You know, the last five games of the year, he had three catches or more, including the finale, and a kind of a coming-out party the previous week in Week 17 where he had seven catches for 78 yards in his first touchdown. So, you know, he's somebody you should be encouraged by, definitely a playmaker and somebody you hope the next head coach, play caller, is going to get incorporated more in this offense. All right, another receiver I want to talk about briefly is Greg Dortch. In this game, he had four catches for 30 yards, and he also had two carries for 15 yards. Give me your thoughts on Greg and his play. Yeah, he's a playmaker, but he's a guy that, not to his own fault, uh, didn't see a whole lot of snaps in this offense, and it's unfortunate because I thought since, you know, OTAs and through training camp, during the preseason and during the regular season, when he was, his name was called, he was a guy that was making plays for this team. It was unfortunate when the oper- he should have had more opportunities to see the playing field make plays for this offense, but he had to kind of take a back seat to guys that were drafted higher than him or guys that were making more money. But anytime his name was called, man, he made some plays. He had a couple of games, one where he went over 100 yards, a couple of double-digit catches games. He was just a playmaker for them on special teams. Anything they asked him to do, he was making plays for them. And, you know, he was asked on the final day after the season in the locker room, you know, was he frustrated with his role and his uneven playing time? And he said, you know, honestly, I, I, I have to say, yeah, I was. And he's a free agent to be. 
And, you know, you hope a player like that you can keep on the roster and maybe new leadership will know how to utilize him better. But, uh, you know, a tip of the cap to him. He put out some great tape. He just didn't get the opportunities I think he deserved. All right. And uh, let's move along now to the defensive side of the ball. Solid year for Isaiah Simmons. In this game, he had five tackles and one sack. Give me your thoughts on Isaiah and his play. Yeah, I mean, he was a guy that at the beginning of the season they had high expectations for going into year three, eighth overall pick out of Clemson, Swiss Army knife. But, you know, he's a jack of all trades and master of none. They don't, they don't really know. They obviously want to utilize his versatility. And early on, you know, he had the tough assignment of guarding and covering Travis Kelsey. And like many defenders, Isaiah Simmons was torched by Kelsey. And he kind of got benched and he was only playing a few snaps early on and had to work his way back into the coach's, uh, good graces, and then after that, you know, he's making game-changing play after game-changing play, 99 total tackles, four sacks, two picks, you know, a pick six, a couple of forced fumbles. I mean, he's a guy that could do it all for you. You just hope whoever the new coaching staff is can really kind of focus in on where he can impact the game on a down-to-down basis. But, you know, he had the forced fumble against Vegas in overtime that game won the game, you know, where he's running over 20 miles per hour, showing elite athleticism. He had a strip sack of Kirk Cousins that could have won the game for the Cardinals, but the offense couldn't take advantage of it. I mean, he's just a playmaker, and uh, you just hope that the next next coaching staff knows how to really kind of utilize him a little bit better than the previous one. All right, and then Cameron Thomas. In this game, he had a sack as well. Give me your thoughts on Cameron and his play. Yeah, Cameron Thomas, third-round pick out of San Diego State. Maje Sanders, also a third-round pick that they got via the uh, Hollywood Brown-Baltimore Ravens trade. Uh, rookie pass rushers that probably the, the only, you know, encouraging spot as far as the Arizona Cardinals pass rush. Cam had three sacks and, and Maje had four get out of Cincinnati. And another thing, it's like, why weren't we seeing them get, you know, regular consistent playing time at the end of a, a lost season where the Cardinals only won four games? That's a, a question only the coaching staff can answer. I don't have the answer for you. But, you know, I think there are definitely guys – that he's at least in a rotational role can, can make an impact for this Cardinals team going forward. The next coaching staff is going to be like, okay, we can utilize Cameron Thomas, who's a little bit more versatile than, than Sanders. Sanders is more kind of pin your ears back and, and get after the pass where Cameron Thomas can maybe play a little bit more inside and, and be more of a run stopper. But you got to like the two rookie pass rushers for the Arizona Cardinals and what their future looks like, uh, both bright. Talk now just about quarterback Kyler Murray. We know – the NFL has been a quarterback's league for a long time. During the offseason, actually before the preseason began, Kyler signed this big contract extension, but what made more headlines than the extension was the clause that was in place in terms of him devoting time to independent film study. Now, Bo, you cover this team on a regular basis, so I want to ask you, has managed did management see things in Kyler in terms of putting that independent film study clause in the into place where they saw some things where he wasn't paying attention to things or the coaching staff saw some uh some not so bright spots in his play what was the reasoning behind this this whole clause in that contract yeah i'm not i'm not too sure obviously you've seen reports that are actually you know, uh, great for Kyler as far as his work ethic, but I haven't seen anything that tells me otherwise. I think they were just trying to be too cute as far as 
trying to cover their butt on an historic contract for the for the franchise. And, you know, it was a mistake. And I think everybody would agree at this point that that was a mistake to put it in there. They took it out. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's been any question as far as, he, especially when he's in building, uh, how much work he's putting into it. All right. I want to stay just with Kyler for a moment. Of course, we know about what happened on Monday Night Football in the game against New England, suffering an ACL injury. What's the latest on Kyler's status mm-hmm. And do you think he'll be ready for week one of next year? No, I'd be, I, I doubt it. I think it'd be a miracle. I mean, they're saying October, he had surgery on June or January 3rd. I'm the Dallas Cowboys team doctor. And uh, I think it's more realistic, you know, October, maybe mid-October, November for him to return. I want to stay just with Kyler for a moment. In your opinion, Bo, do you think Kyler can be, the franchise quarterback for this team, or do you think, fight the contract extension, do you think Arizona may need to maybe go out and try to find somebody just in case it doesn't work out with him? I mean, they've got Colt McCoy under contract, who's been a decent backup for him, and uh, if he needs to kind of help this team keep its head above water to start the season, that might be a good option. Or if they look elsewhere with a new coaching staff with a trust in a different quarterback, that's fine. But as far as the franchise question, I think absolutely he's a guy that you can get him back on track after his toughest season in the league, get him back on track. He could be a guy you can obviously build around. And they believe that. That's why they signed him this, this historic contract. So it's just about getting the right coach in here, play caller, to get Kyler you know, back on track where he was his first three seasons opposed to his fourth season this past one. All right. Well, you mentioned about Kyler Murray can be the impact player that the Cardinals want him to be, someone that was impactful for a long time, especially on the defensive side, J.J. Watt. In this game against the 49ers, he had two sacks in this game. Give me your thoughts on J.J. and his play against San Francisco. I mean, this is, his play was all season long. It was it was unbelievable, you know, 12 and a half sacks. As far as tackles for losses, is right there with – you know, some of his previous career highs. I mean, he was just an absolute monster for the Cardinals, and he said he wanted to go out playing on a high level. He absolutely did that. Cliff Kingsbury fired by uh, Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime stepping down due to health reasons from the general manager. Just give me your thoughts on the uh, Cliff's uh, time in Arizona and the status of what's going on with Steve Kime. Yeah, I mean, as far as Cliff Kingsbury, his, his tenure here as Arizona Cardinals head coach, I mean, you can't deny the first three seasons, but he saw it, right? I mean, he improved as far as wins each and every year by at least two and a half, and he made them put them in the playoffs with an 11-win campaign last year, and then he gets the uh, extension, which just kind of came out of nowhere, and just this team has underperformed since last November until, you know, the final whistle blew on Sunday. And it was just time for a change. There was no longer any progress that you could kind of point to like you did the previous three seasons. And uh, it was just time for this organization to get new leadership. Kingsbury is out. A lot of names have been floating around for the uh, the head coaching carousel. Eric Bieniemy, Jim Harbaugh, and Sean Payton. Who's going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, in your opinion? I think you have to take a hard look at Sean Payton and, and do everything you can, full-court press, to try to get him in the fold. And if that's not the case, you know, you look at this coordinator crop, and, and there's some impressive names there. And I don't think you can really go wrong, but the guy, D'Amico Ryan, 
who's coaching this division, the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, familiar with this with this uh, with this division, this NFC West, and he's he's had a lot of success against all three opponents, and I think that that would be a a great pick for the Cardinals going forward. Great leader of men, and uh, you couple him with a good offensive coordinator. I think you've got a, a good setup there. You heard it from him. He is Bo Brack. He is Arizona Cardinals reporter and host of the Phoenix Cardinals podcast for the Phoenix Sports Network. Uh, thank you so much, Bo, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and any websites. Let them know that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, check us out. Go phnx.com. Follow our Cardinals covers there and online. On Twitter, I mean, it's uh, at phnx underscore Cardinals. we get all the insight you want for this team. Thank you so much, Bo. And if ever you want to come back on, feel free to let us know. Absolutely. Thanks, Ed. You're welcome. You're welcome. We'll be back with more right after. Cooper back to Blau. Deep downfield for Green. And he catches it. A.J. Green will take it all the way into the end zone. And that is a Cardinals touchdown. And that deserves a blow. How about that? What did David Blau say to us in the meeting? He said, I used to look up to A.J. Green, you know, because Andy Dalton was a Texas. Corey Clement straight ahead, and he is in for a Cardinal touchdown. Pretty in trouble. And he is sacked. And change. Hey, what? He's hit, hangs on to the football, the sack, J.J. Watt. Getting a standing ovation here, Watt. Yeah, this is nice from this 49er crowd. He, he said it's, I'll try not to make it emotional, he said it'll probably hit me, you know, when, when I'm away and I'm supposed to be back out there playing. But there wasn't any doubt in his decision. If this was the time. Uh, it's all gratitude and love, man. It's all gratitude and love. I'm so thankful for every single teammate, coach, fan I've ever had um, because I wouldn't have a job without any of those people. And I do want to make sure that the fans understand how thankful that I am because I'm well aware of the fact that I live a lifestyle that I do that I never would have had a chance to live. Um, and I have memories that I never would have had because of the fans. And I will... We wouldn't have, we wouldn't get to chase around a ball as a living if it wasn't for the fans. So I want to say thank you to the fans. I want to say thank you to all my teammates and coaches for the memories, all the organizations. Um, just a lot of thank yous, man. It's just a whole bunch of thank yous because I'm just a man who's full of love and gratitude. Uh, my name is Michael Bidwill. I'm president of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. I'm here today. It's one of the hardest days. It is the hardest day in. Uh, uh, the football life, and that's when you've got to part ways with people uh, that you respect and appreciate all their contributions. Um, one has been with us for 25 years uh, who has let us know that he is leaving the organization and has left the organization and uh, going to focus on his health, and I want to thank Steve for his contributions and wish him well. Um, and then Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, somebody who I've really grown to uh, like and appreciate, uh, just a great man. I, I've been around this organization my entire life, and I don't know any coach that has worked harder 
and Cliff Kingsbury. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. There's better could be some kind of food allergy. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. It happened like that, a full-blown asthma attack. It was scary. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... A fever, headaches, I have these red, itchy welts. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease, from a tick bite. I had West Nile virus, from a mosquito. A reaction triggered by cockroach allergens. Bed bugs. Threats to your health can come from the most unexpected places. Mosquitoes can transmit West Nile virus and also Zika virus. Ticks can carry Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and allergens from cockroaches can trigger asthma attacks, leading to respiratory distress. Don't wait until you or someone you love is suffering with unexplained symptoms. Get the facts you need to protect your family. Visit pestworld.org. everybody welcome back to the program once again a big special thank you to Bo Brack host of the Phoenix Cardinals podcast for the Phoenix Sports Network which is the podcast is dedicated to covering content related to the Arizona Cardinals and once again a big special thank you to Sonia Greenfield director writer management and editor covering the NFC North and NFC East for our turf football again congratulations to Sonia and Bo for giving us the insights currently going on with the Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals. It's now time for Super Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. The Seattle Seahawks going up against the San Francisco 49ers. First to Seattle, big win over the Los Angeles Rams last week and earning their trip into another playoff. For the, the Seahawks, about the fantastic year that Geno Smith has had this year, again, a gone above going above all odds, and what a season he had. Again, going against all odds and going above all odds and letting people know that this is his time. This is, you know, he's far from done. No one expected Geno Smith to have a fantastic year this year. No one expected Kenneth Walker the third to come in and have a great rookie year that he had. And, of course, we know about D.K. Metcalf and, of course, Tyler Lockett. And as for the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt at the beginning of the year, but have no fear. Brock Purdy is here. And certainly Brock had a nice rookie year, came out of nowhere. Christian McCaffrey coming through from Carolina in the offseason and just adding a new element to this 49er offense. 
We know about San Francisco having the best defense in the league. Also, we've got their wide receivers with Debo Samuel, their tight end George Kittle. So much, so much that was in store for San Francisco this year. They came out and handled their business. So we got a big playoff game between Seattle and San Francisco, two rivals in the NFC West, and they've been going at each, at each other for quite a while. So Seattle and San Francisco going to be a fun one in Santa Clara. We've got the Los Angeles Chargers going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chargers, Jaguars. Justin Herbert going up against Trevor Lawrence. When you think about these two quarterbacks, these are two guys that are very young in their NFL careers. These two teams that are, are young, these two teams that are really living off of not just their quarterbacks, but also both teams having a solid defense. We know what the Chargers are capable of. The Jaguars' defense has been strong as of late. Jacksonville has been one of the hottest teams in the league going in from December going into January, not just with Trevor Lawrence, but with Travis Etienne. Also, you've got Marvin Jones Jr. and just a, a ton of talent on that Jacksonville roster for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, also Austin Eckler. You've got a lot of promising talent on that team, especially on the defensive side. Jacksonville is going to be locked and loaded for this one. Duval County is going to be in full effect for the Chargers and the Jaguars. The Miami Dolphins go up against the Buffalo Bills. So for Miami, Tua Tagovailoa still in the concussion protocol. He's not going to play. Teddy Bridgewater, he's not ready to come back. So Skylar Thompson will get the start for the Miami Dolphins. As for Buffalo, you talk about talent. I mean, despite some of their key players regressing, kind of going back towards the end of the season, they still got Josh Allen. They still got Stephon Diggs. They still somehow have their core players on the offensive side. And Buffalo, they've got even more fuel to their fire because DeMar Hamlin recently released from the hospital. So you know that's going to be huge. They're definitely going to have going to have a lot to play for in this game with the Buffalo Bills going up against the Miami Dolphins. The New York Giants square off against the Minnesota Vikings. For the Giants, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, their first NFL playoff game, Brian Dable, he's been in a lot of these playoff games. This is his first one as a head coach of a team as he's taking his New York Giants going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. We know what pedigree that the Vikings bring to the table, and they're going to have that crowd rocking in Minneapolis. Now, the Giants and the Vikings, of course, you know about that thriller that they had late in the regular season. The Vikings won on a game-winning field goal from Greg Joseph. So this is expected to be an exciting game in Minneapolis between the Giants and the Vikings. The Baltimore Ravens going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. For Baltimore, no Lamar Jackson. The Ravens may have Tyler Huntley to start this game, but we know that the Ravens, the quarterback situation is dicey due to injuries, but they've got their running game and they've got their defense. As for the Bengals, they've got Joe Burrow. They've got Jamar Chase. They've got Joe Mixon. They've got their talent their talented core on that Bengals roster. So, man, it's going to be in an exciting game in Cincinnati. Ravens-Bengals rivalry game 
AFC North, not pretty, low scoring, but hey, that's what you get when you have these two teams playing each other. The Dallas Cowboys going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For the Cowboys, Dallas had a horrible game in the final week of the regular season last week against Washington Commanders. Dak Prescott looked horrible. Um, there was just there was just not Dallas's offense. Their defense was not much better neither. So they're looking to try to turn things around against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, off and on year for him, wasn't his best year statistically, but it was able to get things turned around right at the middle of the year after he got his personal issues and his personal life taken care of. And the Bucks, not just Tom Brady, but that team is going to need all of the help they can get. Leonard Fournette's got to become big in this game. Rashad White's got to be big. Mike Evans in the receiving court, they have to be big. And Tampa Bay's defense has got to come through as well because we know Dak Prescott is going to bring it. Tony Pollard has had a great year. He's a pro bowler who's, made de- who's put defenses to shame with that running game this year. So Dallas and Tampa Bay is going to be and an exciting one indeed. When we come back from the break, I'll have my game for the Super Card Weekend. You stay tuned. When I was in high school, I was physically at school, but my mind wasn't at school. I had problems at home, and that's hard when you feel like you're doing it alone. That's when I met Narnice, my mom, as I call her. She started helping me a little bit, like me. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but your future is more important. She's my strength. Just being a support for those hard days and those hard nights is not giving up on me. Thank you to my mama. I wouldn't have did this if it wasn't for her. Today is for my mama and everybody who have my back. It takes a village to help somebody get their diploma. Some people think, well, maybe it's really not that big of a deal, but it really is. Changes your whole life. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Welcome back. My game for the Super Wildcard Weekend will be the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. When you think of the Cowboys, you know about the mystique of this team being America's team. Jerry Jones, owner and the president of the team. Every year, expectations are so high for this team. Some seasons, they get it done. Some seasons, they've fallen short. But this season is going to be very critical with the Dallas Cowboys. The pressure is always on every year. But this year, This is going to be a little bit Coach Mike McCarthy. His job could be in jeopardy. And also, what about coordinators such as Kellen Moore and all some of the other coaching uh, staff for the Dallas Cowboys? This is going to be a big game as they march down to Tampa, Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, hey, you you know about uh, Tom's pedigree, multiple Super Bowls, You know what he's done, but not just with Tom, but also with the likes of Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Devin White, the list goes on. We haven't heard anything about Brady having a retirement party anytime soon, but 
if the Dallas Cowboys don't handle their business in this game, Jerry Jones could have a party of his own. Maybe in it, they lose this game, then it could be a party, a sad party for some people come the day after this game. This game is going to be critical not just for both teams, but it's going to be critical for people because there's a lot of jobs on the line. And they can't afford they can't afford to lose this game specifically people on the Dallas end. The Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be a very exciting game. You got Dak Prescott, you got Tony Pollard, you got Ezekiel Elliott, you got C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, you've also got Tom Brady, you've got Leonard Fournette, you've got Mike Evans. What can you say? I mean, it's it's America's team going up against the team from Tampa, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my game of the week. All right, before we get on out of here, I'm going to give you who are my winners and who I think will win the playoff games. The Seattle Seahawks versus the San Francisco 49ers. I like San Francisco to win. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like Jacksonville to win. The Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. I like Buffalo to win. The New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. I like Minnesota to win. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. I like Cincinnati to win. The Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be a fun game, an exciting game, and a festive game. But I like the Buccaneers to beat the Cowboys in a close one. And there you have it. So once again, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay. That's going to do it for another exciting edition of the League Wraparound. Once again, a big special thank you to Sonia Greenfield, Director of Writer, Management, and Editor covering the NFC North and NFC East for our turf football, and Bo Bratt, host of the Phoenix Cardinals podcast for the Phoenix Sports Network. Podcast is dedicated to covering Arizona Cardinals content. Till next time, everybody, I'm Matt Robinson saying so long, and you've been listening to the League Wraparound. 